Oh man, welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Good to be back, fellas. Yeah. That yeah. was a that was we we've had a couple of episodes now that were all um that were all like talking and role play, and now we just had a, an episode that was entirely fighting. <laughs> so, oh, so, epic. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about right there. Yeah. Um well, well, just to get everyone caught up, uh, Phil Nier, do you want to give us a, a, a just a really quick recap of what happened last time? I would be delighted. So, uh, after single-handedly killing Shandara, the druids and guards around her decided to attack us despite her wishes for single combat. Those bastards. Phil Nier <laughs> put together Periso Incompetence, Spear Tip, and Shaft... And they did not go together as easily as he thought. Uh, and as as he did this, one of the druids decided to heat his armor, wiping out his magical armor of Agathis and, and hurting him severely. Battle ensued. Abel's shield was also heated and he had to drop it. <laughs> it, was, it was a mess. It was saved by Ionis, who dropped a box cutting off line of sight Wait, and saving saved us from by Ionis? <laughs> saved by Ionis. Yes, saved by Ionis. Exactly. That's exactly what happened. You, we, I think we have very different memories of this event. <laughs> oh, Pish Pops, don't listen to him. Keep going, keep going. All of the guards and druids were scared of Filnir, so they could not approach. But the battle was fought. It was hard. A giant thunderclap murdered a druid. This is terrible. <laughs> no, I love it. <laughs> and Despo Goodshower was nowhere to be found. Filnir uh, asked Periso for help, which hypnotized Willem and one guard and made a pretty rainbow. But that's about it. Ultimately, with two guards left and one druid, they asked for, they, they surrendered and asked to be spared. The team put their heads together with Despo, who said they were being watched by Waverly Cloudsack from his tower on high. And they decided to follow the druid, who told them that they, she would take them to Grigley the Satyr's hut for reasons we don't quite understand. And the team split. Despo is waiting with the archers for three hours, and the team has proceeded in the forest, heading toward the Breen and has just come upon an enchanted forest with moving trees and very colorful flowers and feels quite euphoric despite not having rested since the battle. I'll say despite <laughs> <Yeah>. the uh, <laughs> conspicuous omission of certain heroic deeds by other members of the party, uh, that, was, that was a pretty easy recap. I, I did forget to mention Willem stabbing that paralyzed god in the neck. You are correct. I apologize. <laughs> oh, Phil near. I, I think that uh that spear tip is really rubbing off on you. <laughs> so so you guys are staring down this uh this path that now looks like very well trodden. So this was not this does not look like the deer path that you were originally looking at before the druid walked into it and then it sort of opened up into this. Um and you're all feeling just kind of good like it's you know i don't want to i don't want to talk about too much (laughs) you shouldn't you really shouldn't but it it, but it's it's good it's not it doesn't it doesn't feel like nefarious or anything it just sort of feels like they never do do they (laughs) (laughs) like you were you were in a really rough fight and now you're just in a like a good place like a really good place um and uh, the druid turns around and, and, and looks at you and says, well, come on, keep up, keep up. If you want to make it to the, to the hut in three hours, then we have to really high step it. And she's moving like at her full 25 foot speed, which is obviously not as fast as you guys can move. 
What's your name, little druid? My my name is Shinara. I know. It's very similar to my sister's name. <laughs> Boy, you're uh sounds like your your parents real ha- really had a loose improv feel when they were naming you. <laughs> well, well, they 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 did call me Nara. So, so uh Nara, how'd you end up fighting for these yahoos? Well, I mean, to be, to tell the truth, um, uh, my sister, my sister left, left the, the gnomes forces, um, two, two years ago when they were up on the front and she came back and said that we had a mission to, uh, to break into the, uh, the museum of Neverwinter in, in, in Lakeshire and, Um, yeah, the, it was, a, it was the weirdest thing. She said, uh, we have to go in and, um, and, uh, take an object from, from Lakeshire. And, um, and she was convinced it would be very, very easy. Uh, and we, we couldn't find the right time. And then, um, just a few days ago, we were, we, we went there and, uh, the place had been burgled and, um, the, the ambassador had been killed and the, uh, the, the authorities in town had, were looking all over, uh, for, for a, a half elf that they said had, um, had gone on a killing rampage. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, so we, we sought help to find whatever it was and, and, and Shandara was, was convinced that uh, that you, Filnir, would be able to help her find this thing, or if you if you weren't able to help her, then you actually had it. Um, and then you got both the uh, literal and figurative shaft. <laughs> <laughs> My sister yes, has. True. Are you talking about the uh, the the quarterstaff that my sister carried? Yeah, the one that she had marked up. You know, she had had that. That's been in our family for many generations. And it was one day she decided to start fighting with it. Um, And uh, she was never the same afterwards. So so you haven't been been fighting for the Adarans for for some time. You you were just here for this. Well, my sister came and I was uh, I was ready to sign up. Um, I mean, no offense, but humans have are ruining this land and the, the Hark army is the army of humans, obviously. And, um, I, I would love to see the humans out, but, uh, but I hold no ill will against, uh, against you or your people. I just, I mostly just wanted to help my sister. Why do you say humans I mean, are ruining I, this land? I mean, aside from not keeping a clean camp, <laughs> well, have you heard of the Battle of the Bands? Were you were you here for that? No. Yeah, uh, I've heard about it. Just, gives just gives, gives me a good chuckle every time I think about it. <laughs> well, no, no, no. I'm sure it was very serious. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, do do you know what it was about? The Battle of the Bands. There's some some brigands, right? Well, uh, that's highwaymen on the road. That's what Hark would like to you to to say about it but but the um uh the truth is is that we were uh we tried to claim our independence from hark and adair and uh and they put aside their differences and uh and killed many halflings and many elves and some dwarves too um and the humans who were helping us who's who's the we in that in that sentence. I'm, I'm sorry. You said we, we banded together. Who's the we? Well, the, the, the little folk and, and some of the folk from the mountains. Um, the, other, and, the other little folk. Well, yes. And there were, and there were humans also, there were humans who helped, um, uh, shorter, shorter type humans. Well, <laughs> um, the, the humans from Breentown were, were quite helpful. And, and um, uh, 
but when but once the once the fighting started uh, and they realized they could survive um, by turning on us, then many did. Um, I mean, you know, Lakeshire wasn't always an embassy town. Lakeshire was once a thriving city. It was the main city in this region. Um, and and now it's been taken over by the humans from the various cities in, in Faerun. Can I um, insight check her, Tom? Sure. Give me an insight check. Uh, 11. Um, I mean, she seems like she's telling her truth. (laughs) 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 Okay. Her version of it. So, yeah. Uh, now you, you say the battle of the bands, but I thought that that was a battle against a particular unit that attacked us up North in Monterre years ago. Oh, Monterre. That was, those are the people who helped us. It was the Monterans who helped us. It was a, uh, a group of a group of Monterans who um, said we would they would help us get our independence, and and they fought with you in the Battle of the Bands. They were they were cut down, yes, they were cut down along with us, in large numbers. But I, I I don't I don't understand I. Uh... We we have Montaigne has not in, suffered. That was in your uh, that was in your uh, gap year there, right? <laughs> right, Jonas. <laughs> I, I I I'm I suppose I suppose so. I, I, there was a battle that was happening when I was on my way to Montaigne, and then yes, then I lost two years. <laughs> <laughs> you you look very familiar to me, actually. What 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 is, what is your name, sir? I am of the Silchavind household. The Silverwinds? Uh, Silchavind. <laughs> tell, tell me, uh, are you... Are, are you the the Lord's son? Lord Silchavind? I am. Well, he was our ally. He was the... He, he was helping us and achieve our independence. You fought with my father. Well, I I never met him. I never met him, but my 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 sister did. And you said many were cut down. What happened after at the end of the battle? Well, uh the ones the ones who could get away got uh and and we held the tower for maybe a month, two moons. And then Hark took it, and then Hark lost it, and we took it back, and then we thought the Adarans were on our side, or we thought the the Breentown folk were on our side, and the Breentown folk went in with the Adarans and 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 slaughtered slaughtered the ones that were left, including including many of your people. Oh, we should take a left here. And and she ducks under uh, a bush, and again, it's a small it's a small little path, and she when she makes it through, it gets to be large enough for you guys to walk through. Um, Who is the gnome, and why does he fight for a dare? Well, I assume you're speaking of the the gnome on the panther. Yeah, I mean, you you just referred to him as the gnome earlier, and I assumed. I assumed he, we were talking about the same known gnome that we both are familiar with. <laughs> well, I've I've never I've I've never met him, um, but uh, he is bringing up the rebellion again. He's he is uh, uh, he trusts the Breen Towners for some reason, and uh, they have raised the army, and that's. What the satyr told us, actually, the satyr said that we should attempt to um, kill Filnir. Sorry, Filnir, is that your name? It is. Well, he said we should get to Filnir uh, before the gnome and the Breen and the Breenies attack, because there is going to be nothing left of the fort. He said 
it will be a complete loss for Hark. We've heard whispers of the oncoming danger. So, so does the gnome fight for a dare? The gnome does not fight for a dare. The gnome fights for gnomes, the people of the Breen. Eh. And so, I mean, don't don't get me wrong. I, I heard it before. <laughs> yeah. Well. And this this gnome's name is Felipe Madumba. Yes. Well, this is what people call him. Uh, but he has other names as well. Um, like what? Well, we know G- he give is, us six or seven. <laughs> well, he, we know he's we know he's sometimes called uh, the scourge of the tall folk. Mm-hmm. We know he's sometimes called uh, um, Blackfoot. We know he is sometimes called uh, Spear Chief. Uh, we know he is some sometimes called the fire from within. Um, and some people call him Demon Caller. Is is this person? What else is he called? Is this person actually a no? <laughs> some people, <laughs> some people call him <laughs> stands with bare mounts. Some people call him. <laughs> some people call me Ray J. The undercarriage of the future. Some people call me RJ. <laughs> <Yeah>. Morris. <laughs> Whoop woo. <laughs> Is is this is this is this gnome really a gnome? Um well I assume I assume he's a gnome. Oh, take a right here. Duck. Duck. Big people duck. Oh, 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 oh. oh. yes. Um uh, sorry about oh, that. Oh, it's in my beard. <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that. Yes. Yes. Oh, you guys now realize you have no idea where the hell you are. Like this, she is now taking you lefting and writing and, um, and you feel <laughs> like you're still feeling euphoric, but you're also feeling a little leery about, <laughs> about where she's taking you. How much farther? It's just up here. It's just up here. It's it's in the cluster of trees. Um, I, I heard you say it would be in a clearing, but it's not in a clearing. And and I, but and we don't call it Grigley Field. <laughs> the thing with Grigley's hut is, it is never is it, in the same place twice. Is it a? Is it a full hut? <laughs> It's more of a half hut. So, so sort of more like a pizza hut. <laughs> yes, I would say it is a pizza hut. Yes, yes. I think you are, you, you are right. Um, Just in case you forgot you were listening to the Dungeon Dads. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Listen, yeah. man, I got to have the full quota of dad puns. Yeah, well. Um, and if, and you're then, gonna, if you're not going to let me call it Wrigley Field, <laughs> I'm going to call it the pizza hut. <laughs> well, you also, um, Phil Nier, um, you will have to be the one to open the hut. Um, you will need to take Shandara's shaft and uh, and jab it. Just jab it at the hut. Well, now, hold on a goddamn minute. <laughs> you want me to jab at the hut? Yeah, jab at the hut. Jab at yes. the hut. Jab at the hut. Yeah. <laughs> really don't see where this is going. We need a, Listen, we need a dad joke along. When we started this podcast, I was, you know, I was skeptical of the level of entertainment value that we would be able to provide to our listeners. And you know. Rightly so. Would anyone really want to listen to, you know, us playing a game of D&D together? <laughs> I think we've answered that question with a resounding yes, fellas. I think, I think the last four minutes needs to be our advertisement. Um, <laughs> um, 
so 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 you do you do, you do not see a hut, but you do see a cluster of trees, and she points to a uh like it just it's a small little hole, um, uh that is just like looks like just like a hole where the leaves are. Except it's a perfect circle, um, and she says there. Jab of the staff in the hut. There. This is Grigley the Sator who you said wanted to kill me earlier, yes? Kill you? No. Shandara wanted to kill you, and Grigley just answers questions. And what should we expect when we open this hut? Well, he will he will be expecting my sister, I'm sure. She's been the one carrying the staff. You know, the staff hides you. Do you know that? The staff, you know, the staff hides staff hides, hides everyone around us. I didn't want to say anything when you were with your friends. But your mage in the tower cannot see you where you are. While you carry that staff and anyone near you. So as far as he knows, Despo is sitting there with some archers, all alone, for no reason. I don't know. I don't know what he thinks, but... I see. Well, gentlemen, are you ready for whatever this... We've walked all this way. Jab that hut. Jab that hut, my friend. Jab the hut. (laughs) Okay, so so you jab of the hut. Yeah. All right. So you firmly, you, firmly holding on to the shaft. Does it? Does it say anything? Ho 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 ho. That uh-huh. is a shockingly good impression. <laughs> why, that was. So, so the staff goes in, and you see, you guys now see that what would look like just a like a long piece of very old wood, old gnarled wood. The there's writing all over it that sort of glows gold when it goes into this hole in the hut. Um, and uh, remind me, does anyone here speak and read Sylvan? No. Is that something that anyone does? Sylvan? No. Sylvan? Mm-mm. No, no, just Elvish. El- Elvish and Dwarvish. Yeah, Sylvan. so... So, so you recognize, so the, the, if you, if you can read Elvish, you recognize that, uh, this is kind of like super old Elvish. Okay. Um, but you can't rec- you can't make out, you can't read it, but you can just sort of tell that it, it, it what it is. Um, okay. and it's all over the staff and, um, and when he puts it in the hut, uh, you hear for the very first time, uh, what are you doing? Why do you do this to me? And then it stops. And it's a voice that you have not heard before. And it is uh, a strange accent. And it seems to come directly from the quarterstaff. And um, when it's all the way in, uh, the leaves sort of open up. And there's just a very small little clearing there and a fire. And um, you see a sort of half man, half goat, uh, dressed in like silk finery, yellow and red, sitting in front of the fire. Top half man, bottom half goat? Top half man with goat horns. Bottom half goat. <laughs> Why do you ask, sir? <laughs> just, just curious. Yeah. I feel like it's yeah. a reasonable question. If, we're if, it, if, it, was, if it was top half goat, the conversation might be a lot more different. <laughs> yeah, true. and it would be very devilish, right? right? Um, um, and he looks up at you and he says, Huh, not what I expected. Very interesting. Sup, Griggs? Oh, Abel. Yes. 
The dwarves told me about you. The dwarves told me about you many times. You lived up on the hill, did you not? You lived... You killed I, a bear, did you not? I did indeed. I did a regrettably. Guard, a guardian bear, is that correct? You killed a, a blue glowing guardian bear. <laughs> well, that's more of a philosophical question. If you didn't know it was a guardian bear at the time, can you really be said to have killed a guardian bear? <laughs> yes. Uh, you are so sweet. Wait, Abel, you killed that and thing? He... <laughs> well, as I said, it's a philosophical question, really. <laughs> <laughs> but as I guess if you want to insist on it being a literal practical question then the answer would be yes that's interesting I saw it recently it didn't look very dead well, well I'm sure there's more than is, one in the world how recently is a question too well, given your that's not a question was. you really want to ask Jonas over here <laughs> it, it feels weird but to me it felt like a few weeks ago when I came out of the out of the cave they dropped me in. You are Jonas. Uh, Jonas. Cyberfind. Sivhavind. Uh, Cyberfind. I have the very thing for you and your store. Here. <gasps> and he hands you this stick. And he says, you put it in the ground and you wait for the sun to hit it. And it will help you tell the time. You're welcome. Uh, what can I help you, gentlemen, don't, with? Don't take nothing for free. Uh, why are you giving me this? <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's a clock. Have you heard of a clock before? Uh, I've heard of a sundial. <laughs> and then he... And then he slaps you as hard as he can. He goes, clack! Ow. What can I help you gentlemen with today? Uh, all right, feel near if you would just stand in front of me, please. All right, gentlemen. It's, it's time to have a conversation that I have long been dreading. <laughs> <laughs> we need to figure out what we want. <laughs> Uh, hmm. you know, I came down off of that mountain, uh, with an idea to live a, I wouldn't say a lackadaisical life, but, uh, saw an opportunity to, uh, live maybe a more peaceful life than I was having up on the mountain. Hasn't turned out that way. And no, I suppose not. I'm starting to feel the big wheels of history grinding on us. And uh, I'm afraid if we don't find a way to get out of the middle of all this, we're we're all going to be ground. Huh. Very perceptive. Yes, yes, yes. Again, how may I help you? Um, you... Uh, I... You answer questions for people. Oh, I am very good at that. Um, you may either allow me to answer you directly in my own way or i can give you a wheel woe or wheel and woe answer um a what that's so confusing i can i can either tell you in my way the answer as i see it or i can tap directly into nature and i can answer Something will be good, something will be bad, or something will be good and bad. Oh. Wheel, woe, wheel and woe. Oh my. Uh, more than anything, I'd like to know what happened to my father. Hmm. Your father. His life was ended. With a very, very sharp knife in his foot. His foot? Yes. And then he fell on the ground and he screamed out, Oh, help me, help me, help me. And he bled out over many, many hours. No one came. 
That sounds awful. Do you have any idea where that was? It was in his home. And do you know who did it? Uh, I do, yes. Can Next, uh, how about you, sir? <laughs> Would you like to ask a question? Who is he speaking to? Uh, talking to you, Filner. Uh, I, I suppose I am still confused as to how I got wrapped up in all of this. I worked in Lakeshire at the embassy, and my embassy was attacked, as Shinara mentioned on our walk over. Do you mm-hmm. are you able to see why? There are three. There are three. And now there's two. And when the three are one, the thing will fly. There were three. Yes. Now there are two. Yes. And when they are one, the thing will fly. Yes. I think he's saying that Spears got a butt. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> it has a... Which, which brings up so many opportunities for puns <laughs> other than just tip and shaft. It's really uh, it's a Round it out. To, Take it all the way around. To all of us. Yes. <laughs> um, I wish that that's what it was. It's merely a very, very old piece of leather. Like me. <laughs> do you know how to combine <laughs> these two do you have I still, put, I still haven't put the tip and the shaft together so right no yes um, it will only work when they're all three united I see yes do you know where yes. I can find the third it will find you very soon um, let me quote it will find you tomorrow I feel like I've heard tomorrow before and have it not meant tomorrow, but okay. How about you, sir? Sorry. How about you, sir? I mean, because he's old. <laughs> I, have a question. I have a question for Filmier first. Do you want that? Do I want to put... Do you do you want to put this back together? What, what? It seems like this has caused you nothing but pain and violence and heartache. Why not just bury the thing in the ground and walk, walk wherever you want to go? I'm with April, and it sounds like a very dangerous half-elf is after that thing. Uh, and and <laughs> I, don't want to, I don't want to deal with that at all. see well i do respect your opinions gentlemen but uh, i as i said once when we met i owe it my life and that is a debt i will make right okay well we'll we'll stand with you filnia i appreciate it I think that I'm, I mean, I mean, depending on how liberally you want to take this, we owe a lot of people our lives and vice versa. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. This is a currency we all want to be trading in right now. <laughs> yes, but now I feel like I am much more capable of taking care of myself, and I was not in that situation prior. Mm. All right. I've, Wise words. I've I've stalled long enough. I thought of the question I want to ask. <laughs> How does the war end? Hmm. Well, one side or the other will leave. 
Maybe both sides. There's You're a fucking little bitch, Greenway. <laughs> <laughs> There's a You've heard of if you're expecting me to pay for that kind of answer, You've you got another thing coming. You've, I, I trade with dwarves. They are close traders. I am not going to take a subpar product <laughs> in exchange for whatever you're asking. Well, Abel. I should have known not to put no trust in soothsayers. I have a question for you. And this is a this will help me answer your question. How far are you willing to go? Are you willing to? Well, do you mean that literally or figuratively? (laughs) I mean, are you willing to call on Tempest? Are you willing to give yourself back over to him? Am I willing to give myself to a god of war in order to end a war? You don't have to answer that for me. But I will tell you, things will go very differently depending on what your answer is. Well, come on, man. Which way do they go best? For me, damn oracles! I for, tell you, for me and for my forest, you giving yourself to the god of war would be very good. For Robert Hark, not so good. For Prince Adair, not so good. All right. I, I just realized I've been asking the wrong person. <laughs> and I take a step back and I cut a long slice in my palm and hold, hold my fist up over the head and let the blood run down my arm. And I say, Tempest, you old son of a bitch. What is your will? <laughs> and, and a lightning bolt cuts through the forest and you see Abel's hand light up in a sort of a fiery bright white hot light and only you hear this go to Lakeshire go to Lakeshire and Grigley stands up and says well I guess I have my answer. Weal and woe it is. And he produces from his pack a book. And this book has a giant mouth with a mustache over top of it. And two (laughs) small horns that sort of come out from the, the cover of the book. And he says, for any of you who want it, This is Grigley's course on curious magics. I gift this to you. Take the course, if you will, and let my will be done. I tell you right now, I'm not touching that fucking thing. (laughs) (laughs) I uh, am way too curious, and with shaky fingers, (laughs) I grab the book. Okay, nothing happens. Phew. And you can open it. Kiss it. Kiss it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kiss it. Okay, I, I open it. And everything is blank except for the first page. And the first page says, lesson one, manipulating the magics of others. Tuition cost. Right index finger inserted into Grigley's mouth. Place left index finger on a blank page in your own wizard book. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Um, I look up at him like he's crazy. <laughs> he says, he says, this is the book. And I 
this is your secret to power and fame and speed and knocking men's head off in the fire and (laughs) 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 I I shake my head I open up my own spell book and uh, put it said my right finger down uh, it says tuition cost right fi- right index finger inserted into Grigley's mouth. Okay. Place left index finger on blank page of your wizard book. I put my left index finger down and I shake my head again and put my right <laughs> index finger in his yes. mouth. What are you doing? <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. Um, so I-, I need you to roll a uh, a, uh, a a DC. 18 dexterity save. All right, here we go. Come on, come on, come on. <laughs> What'd you get? <laughs> That's a 13. Okay, so you failed that. So you are going to take 2d6, 10 damage. 10? And <laughs> you no longer have a right index finger. Oh, God. and 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 on the page of your wizard book you see the words forming and it says wild counter and let me tell you what this does and you start you just learn it innately as it's sort of appearing in your book this is a cantrip that can be upcast as a first, second, or third level spell. Hmm. Um, and um, this acts almost exactly like the third level spell counter spell, except that when you cast it, it automatically triggers a contested spell check between two casters. So if you see someone casting a spell and you cast the wild counter, um, both casters are going to add their spell bonus uh, and two times the level of the spell that they cast to the contested check. So in other words, um, uh, if you cast this as a third level spell, you will add your, your spell bonus plus six to it. Uh, and the other person will add their spell level times two plus their thing and whoever wins like wins it um if you whoever wins it wins this check is going to roll on a wild uh table for the outcome higher is better um on this uh one to 20 there are lots of things that can happen this should not be used unless <laughs> absolutely uh, necessary absolutely necessary mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but the good news is is that you as you're sort of like reading and bringing this thing in you see that a sort of little nubby halfling finger that is a completely different color than yours <laughs> is now growing on your right hand um it's furry and it's about a third the length of your normal fingers, but it's fully uh, it's fully flexible. I can use it. Yeah. <clears throat> and Grigley looks at you and says, "There are four other lessons." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just I just uh, bow my head, close the book, back on up. <laughs> <laughs> are you holding on to the book then? I'm holding on to the book. Uh, <laughs> any anything I can buy in here? He just kind of looks around and it's just like some rocks in front of the fire. Jo- Jonas, I don't think you'd want to pay the coin he'd ask for. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you. And and uh he he walks back over 
to you, Filner, and he touches your eyelids and he flips them up and uh, and he says, what would you like me to do with these? Would you like me to keep these on you? I, I don't see a disadvantage in having them. Okay. So I think um, I shall keep them. Would you like me to give them to your friends as well? So they may hear what I say, or so they may speak to Periso. Um, do you understand what these can do? They can connect you and create thin bonds that allow you to speak is too much, um, but emote to each other without anyone else hearing or seeing or noticing. Yes. I, I have a question. Uh, <laughs> do these uh, connect him to the man who gave them to him? Oh, of course. Yes, definitely. Of course. T take them off, Filnir. We got to have a talk. You think Waverly's been watching? Uh, I think he's not going to like what happens next. And and Grigley goes, ooh. Hmm. May I? May yes. I? Grigley, do you offer do you offer your boon, your wheel with no conditions? Hmm. No. I I have conditions. Name your price. My price is this. You must save the one named Despo. Save Despo. She will be killed. I would very much like to see her again. How how urgent is that mission? <laughs> not not urgent. She has, by my count, two moons to live. She's a good woman. We'll do what we can to save her. That would be all I can ask. And you see him like he sticks his fingers straight onto Filnir's eyes and he pushes them in his eyes. He's like just pushing down in his eyes. Oh. And uh, and as he does so, you hear uh, a squealing coming from the his belt loop and his pack where the staff is and you hear the two parasos call out in pain as well and they both say let me kill him let me kill him let me kill him please let me kill him and then you don't hear him anymore and and the satyr pulls his hands back and you see on his thumbs there is a sort of dark black uh, skull on his right thumb fingernail and on his on his uh, his other thumb fingernail he has just a word that says cloud sack on it and and he holds his thumbs over the fire until the two black stains burn off and he says okay your connection is severed thank you I suppose Nope, my pleasure. Can you tell us any more about what threatens Despo? Waverly Cloudsack. Shit. She is she is his favorite. And that puts her in a very dangerous situation. He will become a desperate man very soon. When you don't return, when you don't bring Nara here. And when you, uh, when you seek out the gnome, he will realize he has but one choice, and he will use her. Uh, fellas, I meant to mention, uh, we're not going back, <laughs> and we're seeking out the gnome. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? What? Uh, hold on a sec. Hold on a sec. I've thought this through. 
Cream Pope over here is uh, following the will of a psychotic spear. Uh, but that spear seems pretty content to blow with the wind. Phil Near, you're with us. <laughs> Jonas, you like staying alive. More than that, you want to find out what's going on with your dad and you want to resume your rightful place in Montaire. Montaire is uh, n- at least whoever's running Montaire now, maybe on good terms with Hark, but you know where Montaire's heart lies. It's not with these fellas. Pretty soon, if you're to take your rightful place, it's going to be bloodshed between you. That's just the way it's got to be. Uh, I am going to be bringing this war to a close as quickly and as quietly as I can, which I fear is going to be none too quick and none too quiet. <laughs> but the first step is going to Lakeshire, and I fear the second is uh, is meeting up with this gnome who I know so much and yet so little about. <laughs> uh, so I guess the question really is, Although it means making an enemy of the Hark army and Waverly Cloudsack, who's a scary son of a bitch, and possibly abandoning your store, are you fellas with me? What about what happens to Despo while we're gone? I don't know, but we've got two moons to figure it out. I would think she might uh, assume the worst has happened to us. Can... I'm more concerned about getting word to Mr. Percy. I, if we get to Lakeshire, uh, I may know somebody who can help us get word to Mr. Percy, but I don't know how quickly we can get there. Would this person be, what's the word I'm looking for? Animate. <laughs> yes, I know some people who presumably okay. are still alive just, in Lakeshire. You, yes. <laughs> you keep odd company, is all I'm saying. Yeah, Phil. Fair Here, enough. Uh, fair enough. But the uh, the people you know tend to be a little uh, rest assured off the beaten path. Rest assured, I only know one spear. Although I suppose it's really two parts of one spear. Okay, yes, I understand why it's confusing. <laughs> <laughs> Jonas. So your your plan, your plan is to leave from here, and straight to Lake, straight to Lakeshire. Yes. Is Shinara still there with us? She's still there. Yeah. My my plan is to, my God willing, engage in glorious combat, followed by a lengthy peace. And look on the bright side. We get to kill Willem Searchlight. I'm in. That seals it. I'm in. Well, I will say this. My standing next to the two of you does not in any way keep me safe. However, (laughs) however, um, I I still believe that my journey goes back to Montaire and that I need to resolve whatever's happening there. And the only way I'll be able to do that is if I'm with the two of you. So wherever you go, I'm going to go. Mm. So I'm in. Hey, Nara, what about you? I think my sister would have loved you. And I'm very, <laughs> very sorry that her part in this was to be cut down by your sword, Filnir. I am sorry um, as well. Um, what I would like to do is gather up some of my brethren and try and get her body before it's brought to Waverly Cloudsack. We all know what he does. Would you let me go? Oh, Jesus Christ of the Orc Wars. <laughs> <laughs> if you will, if, if you will, if you will let me go and get some of my brethren, I will point you in the way, the the right way to Lakeshire, and I will retrieve her body. 
so we can have it at the very least a an honorable burial and at the very most i might be in time to bring her back to our healers for her to find a new life one without the curse of the staff and you can handle that without us and she like pulls her hands out from behind her back and shows you her hands and she says yes i'll oh, oh, i'll wait. she's free she's free i'll be i'll be quite good uh, does Bo Good showers off limits? That's 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 the woman who was a man. Is that correct? Well, in the parlance that, of our times, I might that. say that she was always a woman. Uh, however, her physical. Well, yes. Okay. Fine. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. I know. I know the one. Um, and if we are able to kill the creepy one, yes, please. Oh, yeah, we, we will not be offended. Okay. Well. <laughs> Abel was kind of hoping to get that, that honor. <laughs> I mean, it's it's so rare that I get to do any killing that I might actually enjoy. <laughs> uh, he's a dangerous man. Don't take any chances. Okay. Be well, Tempest Speed to you all. And she takes off, and thus ends chapter six of the Dungeon Dads podcast. Uh, the Every War Must End. My goodness. Oh my gosh. That was a heavy one. Short yeah. Heavy. Yeah. And I will tell you that you all have achieved your next level. Oh, yes. Hey. Yes. 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 Uh, yes. And, um, and, Vilnia, your your bond to Pariso is much stronger. Uh, you may add an extra first level spell from your uh, Hexblades um, spell list, your extended spell list. Okay. That's that's pretty big, right? Don't warlocks only get like one spell? Well, we got two one slots. Spell, one spell we per get, level. They get yeah. To, you, you, oh, so he's not getting an extra slot. Not an extra slot. Extra you get an extra spell okay. uh, in, okay, in the book. Okay, so from Xanathar's? Uh, yep, you can have from Xanathar's, yeah. Um, oh, man. Yeah. I like it. Why'd you take my Why'd you take my finger, Tom? <laughs> he gave you another one. Uh, <laughs> he gave you one back. Yeah, man. Come I on. gave Your you a nubby. Reincarnated. I gave you a nubby. Um, now that wild counter sounds cool. It's cool. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited about it. I mean, uh, I can tell you, there's a. Um, I was very disappointed when I looked because I was just gonna like make this, um, uh, basically on the sorcerer's wild magic table, but. Mm-hmm, There's mm-hmm. really only like one or two bad things that happens on the sorcerer's like uh, <laughs> wild table, and that just wasn't going to do for me. Yeah, um, uh, but I'll tell you, here's here's one possible outcome: the spell is cast with double effectiveness, duration, and damage. Uh, and if it requires targets to save, they have disadvantage on the save, or you absorb the spell great. and may cast it as a bonus action or reaction at the time of your choosing. A spell absorbed in this Ooh. way dissipates if you cast another one of Grigley's spells. That's pretty awesome. But I didn't take any of I didn't take any more of Grigley's. Well, yeah. you you something tells me something tells me your hand is going to look real <laughs> fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> in the, within the next two episodes. Yeah, <laughs> I, I say within the next two episodes. Yeah, yeah it's pretty <laughs> fucked up. Um, I'm still I'm still awfully well. Awfully curious. I mean, and I don't know, you know. The nice thing is, if you can cast it as a reaction, no harm in just throwing it out there as a cantrip reaction. I, I know that's the cool part. You know, like, don't wow, waste cantrip. a slot. See if you make a good roll or not. Yeah, but yeah, you can always throw it out there. Well, someone gets to roll on the table no matter what. So, so right, but I, I can at least if something happens, it's I could still do it as a cantrip whether it fails or saves. Right. Yeah, know, whether it yeah. So if not. someone's cast it, like if Waverly is casting a fourth level spell at you, for instance, I'm not saying that's going to no, happen, but no <laughs> harm in just throwing it out there as a cantrip and seeing yeah. if you get a lucky roll. Well, except except yeah. if Waverly except wins, roll on the wild magic table. if Wa- if Waverly wins, oh. he gets to roll on the wild magic table. Gotcha. So 
Ah, shit. So yeah, he, he could, could do a double, he double could. damage. Or he could spontaneously implode, right? Or yeah. Um, or he turn into a potted plant. Combust. Yeah. <laughs> implode. Um, like one of the things is the spell is cast without interruption or all of one of the wizard's clothes, armor, belongings, except what they hold in their hands suddenly appear in a neat pile in the most difficult to reach place within sight of the caster. And I'm just, and I'm just naked. <laughs> <laughs> That's another possible outcome. This is a great I love this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, man, it just cost a finger. The plot has taken a turn. Yeah. Yes, it has it taken has. a turn. Oh, I'm so happy to get you guys out of Hark Army. Yeah. What a bunch well, of nasties. Say, I finally feel like, uh, I finally feel like I have a purpose. <laughs> Good. I've been, I've been casting around, you know, like in the jerk. He's like, I finally found what my special purpose is for. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like I finally found what my special purpose is for. That's good. And I, yeah, I got to tell you, you, uh, you just you just jumped right in there, Sam. You're like, nope, this is what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> yep. We were like, what? <laughs> well, my, my God spoke to me. Yeah. Uh, in a way that I was finally ready to hear. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Inspiration. Well, <laughs> you guys, we have to uh, sign off. And uh, do yeah, we have a. I, I'm not real thrilled with that toodaloo thing. <laughs> no. Yeah. Sorry. I want to. Can we. Can we. It's been a can we, Seems. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> can, <laughs> I, I find it a fairly, uh, fairly adequate uh, way to sign <laughs> off the uh, sentence. <laughs> um. Yeah, well, I mean, if Tootaloo's Friendly, not working, but unassuming. <laughs> I mean, if Tootaloo's not working for you, Sam, what, what's gonna work? What's gonna work for you? Um, <laughs> God damn it! See, now I'm on the spot, and I didn't bother to think of an adequate replacement. I was just gonna shit on that one. <laughs> there was. I was just hoping you'd have a nice big pause after shit. God damn it. And then that would be it. Yeah. We would just cut it there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and on three. One, One two, two, three. God Shit, damn God it. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs>
after changing a blown-out diaper with one hand while fixing a toy for a screaming toddler in the other, all while singing Baby Shark for the 4,000th time in a row, um, fighting a dragon doesn't seem that hard. Dads know no fear. These guys are just a blast. A fun story, entertaining characters, and no diapers in sight. Baby emoji, shark emoji, do, 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 do. Thank you, corn hobbler. And finally, a new dungeon mom, Jamie Salavea on Facebook says, Extremely interesting podcast, plus bonus episodes. I love the format. We love you, Jamie Salavea. We love you, Jamie <laughs> Salavea. We love you, Jamie Salavena. Okay, one more time. We love you, Jamie. Wait, wait, say it to me. We love you, Jamie Salavea. We love you, Jamie Salavena. Salavea. Salavea. All right, do it again. Mm. <laughs> okay, ready? One more time. We love you, Jamie Salavea. We love you, Jamie Salavena. Come back next week for another bonus episode with the dad.